street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Welcome to an exciting broadcast. I'm so excited to be here. This is three years almost to the day in the making of finally getting together to talk about the release of the course that we've been working on, Navigating Beliefs. And I'm joined here by many members of the team, as well as some members of the board of directors of SEI, and even, I think, uh, a content creator or two who contributed videos for the course. So welcome everyone. Thanks for being here, man. What an exciting time! Yeah. Wow. Hey, <laughs> let me just finally get things off. Yeah, this is awesome. Check out my kids sent me flowers and a balloon <laughs> for the course. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, big day. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, we were getting things set up this morning. Uh, me and Robert furiously like configuring all the landing pages and the and all the all the announcements. And my door rang and. Uh, Perfect timing on that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I'm glad that you're here. My gosh. Um, we're planning to sit here for about two hours to talk about the course and maybe show you aspects of the course, share some behind the scenes things about the course, maybe that we had troubles with or, you know, the months and months of discussions about this, the definition of street epistemology, which you'll find in module one of the course. Um, this has been an amazing project. And I, I guess... Who do I turn it over to first? I mean, th th this really should just, just, be, just be sort of a free-flowing discussion. Uh, we don't really have anything, yeah. a, a tight agenda planned, but. Um, we do have a we do have a schedule gosh. with more people coming on. So we've got about 20, 25 minutes for this first half hour. Okay, cool. We'll filter. And me, um, I think me and Reed at least will be here the whole time. I don't know if Robert, you're planning to stay yeah, the whole time or not. Okay, yeah. good. So um, I can stay so, until 7. Can you stay too? Great. Okay, so we're gonna have a nice yeah. little party here. Great. Um, let's just quickly go around the room. Um, who should we go to first? Reed, do you want to you want to take it? We'll go to Robert and go around. So yeah, I'm Reed for YouTube Course of Curiosity, but also president of SEI and one of the SME's subject matter experts for the course. Worked on it since day one, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So glad it's out there. Yeah. What about you, Robert? Uh, hi, I'm Robert. Uh, I'm uh, the project manager for the uh, Street Epistemology course. Uh, we dubbed it, had a working title, SECD, which is the Street Epistemology Course Development Project. And um, I've been involved in this project since day 0 0.5 in terms of uh, we're working on it before it actually even became a, became a project. It was a proposal to, 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 to do a project. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been uh, a wild ride. And, and I remember uh, when I first made the post on social media, like announcing that we're putting together a team. <clears throat> you were one of the first people to show up at those meetings, and I remember thinking, "That's good. He he's been involved in SE from the very start, knows it, and would be perfect for the team." And I'm so glad that you showed up to that, and you were an awesome leader of this project. And we're only done with phase one. By the way, we're, we, still, we still have a second phase. Oh, geez. Um, we're about halfway done with the course, believe it or not. Yeah. But we think we're going to get yeah. a lot faster. But thank you, Robert, for, for leading yeah. this project. You've been an yeah. incredible project manager. Thank you for doing that. Romulus. Uh, Rom? All right, I'm next. I'm Rom. Hey, everyone. Another subject matter expert. 
been here since day one, excited. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and just so people, I don't know how much I can share about this, but Rom's been moving all over the world. I know. Every year and a half or six months, nine months, trying to move, trying to get ahead of war. Yeah, and <laughs> not succeeding. <laughs> Lots of conflicts. Trying to get ahead of war while developing this project with with a massive seven to eight to nine hour difference in time zone. You've contributed so much to this, my friend. My gosh, yes. I mean, your name is all over this course, and and yeah, glad to have you here. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, your story is really wild, like that. You have like a really interesting story, but I don't know how much you want to share with everybody. But yeah. Oh, look, there it is. We got a little glimpse here of the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll get to uh, that in a minute. Cool. Well, I'm Nathan. Uh, I have a channel called Abstract Activist. Um, I launched my channel, I think, in 2019, but I practiced well before that, and I discovered how bad I was at it. <laughs> I recorded myself. like I think my first recorded SE talk might have been 2017 or 2016, and then I played it back and was like oh boy i have <laughs> i have a lot to learn um and so i just started listening back to my own conversations and i've been involved with the discord community for a long time and then when i was approached about this project launching this like trying to put our thoughts together and create a coherent like course that people where people can learn from i I was at first I was like, I'm not so sure we can pull it together. <laughs> it's our, our thoughts are so all over the place about it. Um, but then I just thought it was the cool, once we got started, I thought it was the coolest thing this community has ever done, ever put together. Um, this course is like helping me understand all sorts of stuff from my own goals as to like why I would want to practice street epistemology to how I articulate what it is that I'm doing with others so they can do it. And the more I started doing it, the more I started realizing that practicing street epistemology out on the street is one thing, but like teaching other people how they can do it so that they can use street epistemology with me in turn so they can question my ideas, <laughs> even on street epistemology itself. Uh, I just yeah. thought it was the coolest, most meta, thing I'd ever been a part of. So um, I'm really stoked to share what we have written today. And so much work has gone into it. And uh, um, yeah, that's why I'm here. Help, I help write the course and have a channel. That's it. Yeah, It's great. It's great having you on the team too. Like you always brought humor to the, the team. You know, <laughs> you're, what I like about you, dude, is you're very authentic. You're funny and you, you don't bullshit around. You know, if, if you, you don't like something that we, I was don't. happening? Or you, <laughs> I think I no, do like, probably more than anyone. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, you, you're direct is what I meant to say. Like, okay, you know, yeah. You, I am you're, more You're authentic and direct. And if direct. you think something should be in there or, or we pulled something out that shouldn't, like, you you, you would, you know. I try to SE the... You make your case. SE. Yeah. You, yeah. It was... It was yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sure. Yeah. Was Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, man. Well, I'm Bob. I guess I'm going to go this way. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Bob. I'm, I've got a YouTube channel. It's a relatively inactive YouTube channel, but it's Mortgage Hill Musings. Uh, I've done some writing on the course. I, I feel like I've contributed so little compared to, I, I know there's been a huge amount of effort uh, on the parts of a lot of other folks on the screen here, but uh, and I can't say enough about the quality and quantity of work that you guys uh, did and, and how 
thrilled I am to see that the course is now out there. Uh, I'm an educator and I've, I've long been interested in uh, teaching critical thinking skills to my students. Um, I worry that the, the world is experiencing kind of a pandemic of certainty. The street epistemology is just a, a wonderful tool to probe the level of that people have when when it comes to beliefs, you know, including including your own. And so I'm really excited to have this tool available to, to a lot of folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading next to a secular student association uh, meeting on my campus, and I can't wait to tell the students there. And <laughs> they're going to be going home for, for Thanksgiving and hopefully the time to to go through the course themselves. And uh, I just think it's going to be a, a great educational tool. Nice. Yeah, the so people a little bit behind the scenes when we put this course together, we brought in experts like you know Bob and and Nathan and um, Ram and Reed, but then we also shared what we were developing with the community. In fact, when we first started putting it together, we solicited topics from the community of what they wanted to see, and then that sort of got refined and refined and refined to this to this course that you see today. So that's awesome that you're planning to. To share that with with students, I think that that's great, and it, you know, free is always good uh, when you're a college student, and that would be uh, great to see them show up in the course. Awesome, and you have contributed, Bob. I, I feel like you really have uh, contributed oh, yeah. quite a bit to it. So uh, don't don't sell yourself short. Yeah, I think uh, well maybe David next. Sure. Hey, I'm uh, David. I'm a content creator. I do a channel called Two Day David. I walk around with a cardboard cut out of myself and uh, explain, have people explain to him who was born yesterday, it's the second day on earth, uh, what their thoughts and beliefs are. And we talk about it through there. And um, I haven't contributed a lot to the back end of this. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited to be in the middle of what is, what's happening right now. And I'm, I'm hoping to contribute a lot going forward uh, because I, I love the thought of this uh, coming to fruition and uh, the thought of being able to have people from all different sides wrestle with these modules and interact with these thoughts in a structured way. It, it's, it's nice. It's just it's so much better than just say, it's kind of like the Socratic method here. Watch this two hour long video. Yeah. So. Good. Well, it really nice to have you here as, you know, as a content creator, I think we have at least one of your videos in the course, if I'm not mistaken, do you, do you happen to remember which module it's in or have you, you're not sure. Okay. I'm not well, sure we can look it up. <laughs> but it's good to probably have you. And you're you're probably like third or fourth generation exterior street epistemologist level. Maybe mm -hmm. like it's neat to see these waves of of content creators coming through. And I think it's awesome that we have these resources for people. In fact, I would not be surprised if we start seeing more content creators. Now, we didn't develop the course for people to go out on the street and do SE. But I would not be surprised if we start seeing more of that because of the course and mm -hmm. um, because of examples like yours out there, too. So really uh, grateful for your contribution. Thanks. Hey, Janosch. Hey. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say that I, I love this brilliant idea of I was born yesterday, today, David. Love it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm Janosch. I'm from Germany. Um, I'm on a board of on the board of directors of SEI. Um, I, despite being on the board, I have not been involved in the development of the course. I'm involved in other projects. Um, 
and I've actually, I think I registered early on to be, to review the modules and I did like half a module or something, um, because I'm, I'm so busy with other work. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to being able to discover this course that I, I, to me is about as new as to, to any of you out there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and also in Germany, we have a German-speaking community, Germany and Austria currently, um, and it's called Sokratischer Weg. So if you're watching and you speak German, find us, find our website, Sokratischer Weg. Yeah, I think you might be the one of the first foreign language, well, foreign from my perspective, foreign language SE groups uh, that formed. And we want to translate this course into multiple languages. So we're going to definitely, we like Street Epistemology International will definitely be trying to come up with something through you to work with Socrates Vig to come up with a translation of the course. And German might be the very first language because of, of your involvement uh, with our organization. So that would be great. Very yeah. excited about that. Yeah. Wunderbar. <laughs> Georgia, hi. Great place and everything. Hi, I'm Georgia. I'm the treasurer of SEI. And I want to congratulate all of you hard workers doing all this behind the scenes preparation to get to this day. I'm standing O from my hand here. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I have hosted, I'd say, a majority of people in this screen um, at my very house. And I can't wait to host the rest of you, whenever you're in town, please come my way. Um, having hosted Anthony back in, I think it was 2016, he tasked us with developing this. I wonder if it's going to be seen here. This very oh, that's early good. stage of early. The wow. Very early stage. That's so funny that you're showing that, Georgia, because I remember I gave a talk somewhere. Or a workshop, and I remember afterwards it was at you Nanocon. was it Nanocon? Nanocon, and you said you know yeah. it was a great workshop, but it'd be really nice if you had it like written out that you could hand out to people. Duh, you know I didn't even think freaking think of that. So yeah, I came up with that, and so Georgia was was the inspiration for that little uh, resource, I guess you could say. Right. And so by the way, I'm... so all, most of the invoices that came through expense wise for the course came through Georgia's hands too as the treasurer. <laughs> So, um, thank I've you for paying all the bills. Position here, but I'm you really eager do. to get into these modules. And uh, with my husband Stephen, we're going to go through them very diligently, and yeah, have fun with this and learn as we go. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's really glad to have you all here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we did spend quite a lot of money on this course, even though it was mostly volunteer based, there were some expenses like the software for the learning management system. Um, what else? Uh, illustrations cost, you know, money. Um, so yeah, there's, there's been quite a lot of outlay, but all of that's been covered by do donations. The donating community that supports street epistemology international covered all of those expenses. Mm -hmm. However, though, the majority of the effort has been volunteer based. I've never been on a project like this that has been so largely dependent on volunteers, for one thing, that stuck with it for as long as they have. We've had people come and go, and some people will yeah. come and come back and go and come back, you know, depending on their schedules. 
but it was largely volunteer based and worldwide. We, we've had volunteers from around the world contributing to this, which was really an, yeah. an amazing thing. I don't know if you want to speak to that, Robert. Yeah, I, I, do, I do want to mention level that. Of uh, effort. Yeah, uh, I do want to mention that just uh, just briefly that um, uh, managing a large scale project like this across uh, across multiple years is quite a challenge. And um, having um, a project team, which is largely consists of volunteers, is, is a, a special challenge because it's important to keep people engaged um in in terms of what they're doing and they understand the nature of their, their their contribution and role going forward and in addition to all of that was the international aspect of it and having meetings um uh meeting at very odd hours because there are you know always you know one person's in australia another person's in germany another person's in you know los angeles that's all over the world and so we had to um uh you know pick uh very strange days and times to to uh, to meet for this uh, for this uh, for this project, and somehow, because of people's commitment, it it manages to all hold together. So um, uh, it was really a more a testament to the uh, to people's com uh, commitment to uh, to SE and its effectiveness that uh, really helped to make it uh, the project stay together and move forward. Yeah, really well said, and I know Reed. Read in particular, every week or two, he's been in a different time zone. So <laughs> that was another factor we kind of had to keep up with. But I mean, we, we've tried to use technology to, to make this thing happen. You know, we got, we've we become really familiar with Google calendars and Zoom and a whole host of other software packages. Google Docs, like uh, I know Google Docs really, really well now. Yeah. After three years of doing this stuff. <laughs> using so hammer time yeah. on discord so that way hammer everyone's time zones are all <laughs> in sync <laughs> yeah i wish they had from hammer all time over the for, world working on this thing i so. wish hammer time worked on every application because it's just right? such a great little chunk yes. of code and it shows the current time and date, so date and time. or or miss or missing the meeting by an hour because you're in the wrong time zone it's happened a couple times yes. oh and the neat thing is this was something unique about the project is we recorded every video every meeting that we had Every with with exception of maybe a handful like spontaneous things that popped up, almost everything that we talked about and decided is recorded, and that could be fun one day to to pull some of those. How many hours? Clips. How many hours do you think that tallies up to, Anthony? Exactly. I've been like wanting number of people times the duration of each meeting. That's what we need to do. I was hoping that maybe an AI could be smart enough to like okay. There were five people in this meeting, but this person left, you know, 30 minutes early and extract that total and then give it, it's got to be monument. I, I would put it at probably 10,000 hours would be my guess. Man hours, people hours. Yeah, for each. Yeah. But I, I, I want to total had their own meetings and stuff. That's right. We had multiple teams, multiple teams and sub teams. I think at the, at the largest point, it was a, a team of 17, um, but it fluctuated up and down. Mm-hmm. I the other thing is, you, you, we, we were learning how to even do do this thing in the first place, and it was it was a painful learning process. I have to say, like uh, when we had originally started, we had three teams to write three modules concurrently, but then by the time we were all done, sort of writing, and we compared what we wrote, we had duplication of what we wrote. We had different um, writing styles to deal with. So we sort of like, we would hit a wall, we'd correct, and then we'd, we'd advance, you know, another 10 yards down the, the football, the American football field, right? And then we, you know, progress, hit another wall, move back. It, 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 it's, 
It's always been like that. It, this is there's not been one aspect yeah. of this course that's been easy of, of developing yeah. this course that's been easy. I downloaded a, a bunch of the earlier meetings, and I have a clip very relevant to that. Let's uh, let's watch it. Real oh quick. wow! <laughs> oh wow! Raises a good question. No, like, how much yet. autonomy do we want to give the module teams, or do we want to say no? Like, this is your list of topics. This is what you need to hit. <laughs> Probably the first meeting that we have with them is we say we've narrowed this down. This is the logic that we use. This is what we've come up with. What do you think? And then we we work with them to narrow this down even further. So I don't I don't think we have to get too granular with the topic sections with the topic names at this point. Yeah, that's you talking about. Yeah, we'll just give it give the very broad, non-outlined topics to a module team. And they'll write and go and how, how dumb so like yeah. we, we and we probably worked under that model for at least six months before we realized or maybe even a year to be i mean it might have been a while before we said you know maybe we should outline what needs to be in the module and then give it to people to actually write to that outline but it we're 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 lay people who discovered se who wanted to teach people about it and had no background in developing a course <laughs> so it's really quite amazing that it even happened to the and then to the degree that it did because i really think it's an amazing thing that it ended up coming together so I mean, look yeah at the way that sei the, the way that sei has come uh in in with regards to professionalism and organization it's also mm. quite amazing yeah mm -hmm. I, I just mentioned briefly uh, um because you know bob has a um, an educator, educator's background and people with an educational background recognize um, there are, there's a method of, of learning uh, called the Feynman method, um, which, it, which in, a, in a nutshell uh, uh, reduces down to the idea that you know, you know something when you can teach it concisely to others. And uh, there is, uh, throughout this entire process um, has been an exercise in the Feynman method of uh, of constantly refining um, an understanding um, of SE in very uh, very nuanced ways, uh, and being able to uh, uh, see that and express that in in a concise way, it's been an enormous learning experience. And I think that the effect has has changed SE itself in terms of um, our understanding uh, of it and its capabilities, uh, and being able to express in concise ways what that is. Mm. I mean, even just the definition, like defining SE took took a while <laughs> for us. It did almost yeah, embarrassingly. We, um, embarrassingly, like it, we kept coming back to it. Like even like six months ago, we we're like, ah, you know, maybe we should slip in this word here. I think it needs to be. Yeah, I think, I think it's natural with something as foundational as, as this, as the the definition of the whole thing, that mm -hmm. has to take time. Even though, yeah. especially because it's so short, it has to be very short and concise, and that takes time. There was a while yeah. at which we had three definitions, a long, mm -hmm. short, and medium version of what the definition was. <laughs> and then we're like, I, well, we I look like up that. words in the dictionary, there's multiple definitions, so why, yeah. why can't we have a multiple definition? And then we're like, well... Oh. But we tested we're gonna it. We're going to pick and choose which one they're going to use for any given moment. And... Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, yeah. you know, because the method itself is, we, we put a lot of emphasis on definitions. And when we're talking to somebody, you're having a conversation, let, let's make sure we understand what, what faith is or whatever. And so it's kind of important that we get our own definitions straight and, and all, you know, and, and sort of know 
where our where our base is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the definition definitely got reworked. I mean, a lot of the stuff got reworked, and we we were sort of like designing the parachute after we jumped out of the plane, in in a lot of ways. Um, we know that we, we needed we wanted to teach people SE, but we ourselves were still discovering what it actually is when we were writing the course. And that's what was so unique. Another unique thing about this project is that we were understanding it as we were codifying it. That's that, that's right. In the in the earliest uh, parts of this project, it was a, it was an open question whether or not we should even have a definition of SE uh, or include a de a, a, an express definition. That, that there was yeah. there was arguments that were arguments made to not have a clear, concise definition of SE and let it let it be flexible and felt people wanted to enjoy that flexibility of having no clear definition of what se is yeah i remember being worried about and maybe i still am to a little degree like there's a there's a big responsibility to defining something as big and important as se and i don't want to screw it up and i wanted wiggle words like you know this this definition could change over time which of course it can or like, you know, here's our definition, but there's other definitions out there. And we got feedback from people familiar with SE saying, you need to be more authoritative. Don't be wishy-washy in, in, in this text, which I was really surprised because I thought we'd get pushback for being too authoritarian or something. Right. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the case, that people appreciated the, the clarity, the, specif the specificity. And just to speak to the audience right now, we are reading your, well, some of us are reading your comments in the live chat. So please uh, fire away anything you want us to talk about or anything that you want us to discuss. No, I wasn't even looking at that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I figured we just mentioned that the, a little bit. We've got three more people coming on. That was the first uh, half hour of the session. So yeah, thanks, David, for coming on. And Nathan, if you want to come back in about half an hour, we should have another more room. Awesome. Yeah, I'll bail out for now and I'll join you a bit. Absolutely. Keep up the great work, David. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you. I have a lot more to say, though. So the future of SE right there, with David. Appreciate it. Yeah, you got a lot more to say. As you always do, Nathan. Yeah, Nash, feel free to stick around or leave whenever. But I think, y'all, next up, we're going to bring Matt, Pierce, and Veronica up on this stage. Oh, wow. Great. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Hi. Yes, those experts in old dad jokes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to... Pierce, do you have kids? I, I have one kid, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just wondering where the dad jokes were coming from. Yeah, it's legit. <laughs> I'm legit now, so I can make those. You can. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice to have you. Yeah, we got Pierce here, Veronica, and Matt, all three of whom are SE content creators and putting out amazing SE content. Nice to have you all here. Have you had a chance to go through the course yet? I know we just released it a couple hours ago. No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Darn it. Okay. What, what What do you hope hope to most get from it without having seen it first? What do you want? What questions do you have want to have answered from the course? I think I'm just generally excited for where it might go, like how far reaching it might be. I don't have yeah. any expectations yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to get some, I mean, some of the questions that I generally have are, I find it hard to say, like, is that a good reason? Like, uh, so um, when things like personal experience or faith are brought up as, you know, I, I 
yeah, I'm looking for good um, things of what to say when I don't want to say what I'm, what just comes naturally, you know, mm. or. Yeah. Well, I think the course has some examples of phrases that you can say in different situations. Uh, the interesting thing about this release phase one is that a good three quarters of it is theory. And then maybe the last uh, part was, was more um, things that you do during the conversation, things to say or do uh, as the conversation goes. And you'll start seeing more of that. Yeah, there's some examples of things to actually say. I don't know if you can see that or not. It's kind of hard for me to see. But but yeah, um, that that's 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 one of the biggest questions I think I, I would always get. Like, how do you what do you do if you don't know what to say or ask? Yeah. So the course does have tons of that stuff in there. Yes. Cool. Have you been uploading any videos uh, yet? I think you got some. You have some conversations, don't you? I want to see them. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Um, yes, I've done quite a few interviews. Um, I, I have not. I have not gotten my footage. Um, not that it's inaccessible. I just haven't received it yet. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. Yeah, I want to see it. For sure. Where are we? Cool. What are we doing with that uh, one talk with the two two girls at UWGP? Is that going on my channel or yours? Well, I can go on yours for now. You know, okay. both. Yeah, put it on both. More the merrier. Both. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. <clears throat> Pierce has been helping us with the uh, with the video clips. So the clips that you see, he's been. Uh, did you use an AI to put the uh, the captions on there? And you've you put the the bumpers on the front and the back. So. Uh, Pierce is, yeah, that was, is really helpful. That was a lifesaver using that. You know, the funny thing is, we for for every ever since we've been testing the course, we would get feedback from the testers. I want I want video clips. I want video clips. And then we finally sort of at, at, as we had most of the bases covered, we thought, you know, we have a little bit of time. Maybe we can slip a few of these clips in here. And we looked for a volunteer, and Pierce was was, I mean, enthusiastically supportive and helping us get these together. Oh yeah, I was happy to to help out. Mm -hmm. um, it was rough kind of finding clips because the only way to find them is really just to watch a bunch of SE videos. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun though. Yeah, yeah. What of course watching SE videos is is before this course. Watching SE videos is the number one way in which people learn SE, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully with the advent of this course, um, it will be. Um, one of many ways in which uh, people can learn SE. Yeah, typically it would go, they would watch a video and then end up in a community and then they're off. But yeah, we're hoping that um, <clears throat> now that the course is out, people might watch a video and find the course or find a course and watch videos and then end up in SE community. So that way they're arriving with a good foundational understanding of what SE is and not, you know, not be mystified about it. So I think I think it might actually lead to maybe more robust communities, uh, and or maybe better discussions in those communities. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's hard to say what the impact will be from this course being out, but I, I think some things are going to change. You know, there's now like a a fairly established resource that puts a stick a stick in the ground and says this is what SE is, and here are the things that you should be doing and not doing when you're doing SE. We've never had anything like that before. So this, I think, this is a factor. Uh, this this will definitely influence the community in ways that we probably haven't 
haven't even considered yet. So Pierce, you were the video curator for these uh, for these video clips. Um, uh, could you tell us a little bit about how do you how you scanned far and wide and searched for video clips for the for the course? Well, I tried a couple different strategies. Um, my first strategy was just download all the transcripts and have ChatGPT search for uh, the clips that I needed. That didn't work. It doesn't work that way. ChatGPT does a horrible job at that. So <laughs> ultimately, I had to just pop in my earbuds and just listen on 2x speed and just keep listening to as many as I can. And hopefully I come around to the examples that I needed to find. And I know I, I think I found quite a few. I didn't find an example for every single um, topic, but uh, well, quite a few, I think. I think it would be awesome if in the future we had a collection of his e-videos with tags like uh, truth relativism or like body language, because it's a very like specifically good example. Uh, or with with all these labels, so you can easily just find theist or uh, Buddhism or whatever you you're looking for. Yeah, and, and something that was actually really helpful for me <clears throat> when I was trying to find these clips is uh, navigate with Nate. Actually, tags are what's I don't know what the right word is. He puts like timestamps, I guess maybe that's the right term. Chapters, of, uh, you know, chapters, chapters yeah. 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 Of the all the steps, I think Anthony does that too. Those might be the only two people who do that, and that was really helpful. And that might be really helpful for someone who's trying to learn SE too. Mm. So, for any content creators out there or future content creators listening, yeah, maybe as you're as you're having your conversations, if you have a if you have something that you think would be a good fit for the course, let us know because we could probably take your clip and stick it in there. Um, I'd love to have an archive of just hundreds of video examples showing these things in the course you know i i think that people recognize that there's no single all-inclusive perfect sc conversation however there are amazing excellent moments from individual conversations which when put together demonstrate uh, various aspects of, of se and i think that's that's what you successfully did pierce is find uh, is find some of those gem moments that occurred from some from time to time in conversations. Yeah. Um, somebody was asking in the chat that can you please summarize the course's content? Who wants to do that? Anyone? Rom, Rom, hey, Rom, go for it, Rom. Yeah, well, all right. So basically, it speaks uh, Briefly about what's really, or not so briefly, what's really is, what it's for, what are the ethical considerations relevant to it. And then we go on teaching what, how you actually do it. At least we'll start doing that because it's only phase one. Yeah, we have managed to cover what mindsets are important uh, for having SE conversations and how to prepare to a talk and how to build and maintain rapport. That's where we got. Yeah. Four. Which one of these would you say? Oh, yeah, there's phase two. That's what's coming next. That's what we're hoping to get done by the end of 2024. I don't know if I could say that with a straight face, but I'm hoping that we get that done by before 2024. We're trying to be more efficient as we're putting these together. But yeah, there's the other stuff. So yeah, this first phase gets you into the conversation and having rapport being really strong. But as far as like, how do you establish the claim? How do you figure out the real reason? How do you get down to the epistemology? That stuff's coming, but there's still a, a, a great deal of um, good information in the course at the moment. 
things that you need to know if you want to be good at street epistemology. I think that um, the first six modules are the perfect cliffhanger because people, if, <laughs> if they've gone come so far, now they want to they want to really get into it, right? So hopefully they will be eager for uh, the release of of the second phase. Yeah, that's one thing that we're kind of wondering is if we'll feel more pressure to get the second phase of the course out. Pressure that we didn't really feel with the first phase. <laughs> you know, we've just kept, well, we're working on it, we're working on it. But now that there's something out there, um, which might be a good, this might be a good opportunity to say, if you're interested in helping us, you know, if you want to volunteer for the course in some way, you know, we need somebody to help us schedule meetings. Um, we need somebody to help us with translations. We have a help desk component to this that we didn't even talk about uh we need bodies to be taking you know be able to respond to the emails that are coming in uh, people have really good questions so um if you're interested in helping out with that just email contact at street epistemology international.org and we'll get in touch with you. yeah have you gone through it yet matt the the course yeah no, no, I briefly opened it on my phone and then I had other crap to do. So. Yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. Looks cool. Yeah, Great. I really like the interface. Um, when we were setting it up, I was actually a little surprised at how user friendly the back end is and how responsive it is. Like it didn't crash. I, that, that software never crashed once on me over three or four weeks of, of working with it. Um, very stable. Yes. Uh, very user friendly. And it's the same platform that we're going to use for the replacement of the SE website. So the course and the website are going to be tightly integrated. So when you go to the homepage, you'll see, you know, the definition of SE with a link to how you can go right to the course. Yeah. And learn it. yeah. Uh, um, and educators who may be watching this will recognize that um, uh, a course like this is based on a learning management system or LMS and um, SEI did a, a scan and search and tried we tried various kinds of uh, learning management system platforms um, uh, to uh, you know arrive at the one we're currently using and um, uh, you, you you know that there are all kinds of online courses out there uh, you know Wondrium and you know all kinds of things Khan Academy that that use uh, learning management systems as well as those that are, that are that support university course uh, courses and, and and colleges and you know, we looked at the at the at the wide wide range of things so what we are using uh, now as a as a platform has has a lot of flexibility um, a lot has a lot of growth potential uh, for uh, much more than simply uh, a single online course this is the vanguard of things going forward and we have the foundation and infrastructure in place to do many amazing things so stay tuned yeah this is just the beginning somebody was suggesting can you display the name of the course oh yeah okay here's one yeah question if one has successfully completed the course is there a certificate that can be hung on the wall as a matter of fact there is there is there's a certificate <laughs> certificate certificate of completion so even if you is that right now let me think here yeah. If do you have to pass the quizzes, you have to get a seventy or higher to get the certificate of completion. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So you have to you have to be paying attention when you go through the course, and you have to do fairly good on the quiz, quizzes. But if you do that, you'll get a certificate. And yeah, absolutely, hang it on your wall. <laughs> they're they're knowledge checks, right? Knowledge. Uh, quizzes 
I, you know, a, a quiz is a quiz implies that there's some teacher looking over your shoulder saying, "Are you doing this right?" No, no, these are these are knowledge checks. You are checking yourself. You're verifying your own knowledge and understanding, and right. and coming to your own conclusion. Do I have this? And so those, that's what that's what these knowledge checks are for. Is for purposes of self evaluation and self assessment. Teachers, yeah, we don't have that many. My teachers told me that was what's what was happening at school uh, too, but no. You don't. You don't. If I don't bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we don't. We don't like pummel you with questions. I think module three might have three questions to yes. check your knowledge. Module Small. six, which is building and maintaining rapport, it's a much more lengthy one. Maybe there's nine or ten knowledge nine, check questions, nine. something like that. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I can just mention there are uh, there are thirty nine questions across six quizzes or knowledge hmm. checks. Um, and oh, there there's an go. example of a certificate. Yeah. And I'm noticing the date on that is, is junked up, but we, I think we fixed that bug at the next time. Fix yeah. Isn't that funny? Like my eye goes right to the mistake, but um, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we show on the screen the URL and tell people how to actually find the course? Why don't we drop that link? I'll drop that in the chat. Or maybe you can put something on the screen. All you have to do is go to navigatingbeliefs.com, go to that website, and it will take you to that page right there. And then there's two buttons. Uh, there's a button for newbies. If it's your first time here and you're just signing up, hit that button. And then uh, there's a different page that you go to if you're a returning learner. And yeah, scroll uh, if down you have time, you yeah, th this, this landing page really has a lot of information about the course, and it has some great testimonials at the bottom. So if you get a chance, uh, check that out. Yeah. Um, it explains not only what the course is, but uh, who's this course for? Should I? Is this course for me? Uh, why should I take this course? And then some great um, comments on the street from some um, people you may recognize of what they've said about this course. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. And I would love to see more testimonials from people that have actually gone through the course in, in it, you know, and taken all the quizzes and earned the certificate of completion. Those are the testimonials that I would really like to start seeing. Yeah. So if you've, if you've done that, um, let us know your thoughts. Maybe we'll put them on the site. Somebody's asking how much time one should take for the course. We have a breakdown of the time. I think we're saying like roughly four to five hours to get through this first phase. I would say more. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's getting light in Germany. Um, oh, yes. Off. The testers. Yeah. yeah, we were talking right. about time zones earlier. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. have thanks. Fun then. Yeah, thanks, Jonas. Yeah. See ya. Bye, we'll touch. We're going to translate this thing to German. But yeah, we had tons of testers who just took very simplified versions mm -hmm. of the course, just PDFs, text documents. It didn't look as pretty and as interactive as it is now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm yeah, I'm, was our plan? Our plan originally, I think, was to release the PDFs 
of of this thing and not be an interactive thing with videos and and have it online and that type of thing. So this this was a this was a development. Yeah, um, David did an amazing job coordinating the testing, uh, which is a critical component to uh, all of the quality of this course, uh, which um, uh, is a result of that testing process. And so it was it was, it was somewhat complicated in terms of internal testing, external testing, quantitative testing, qualitative testing. Um, it, was, it was quite rigorous. And um, so we needed a testing coordinator to, uh, for that. And that's what David did. And it was, uh, it was really good. And David has the channel Sound Epistemology. And I don't know if he may be traveling, but I'm not sure if he's joining our live stream today or not. Do you know, Reed? I think he's driving. Oh, okay. 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 No problem. But yeah, um, it's not, it wasn't just like, the testing piece of it, it was the all the emailing that was needed to keep the testers in the loop and let them know when things were coming up and answering their questions when they had trouble, um, that type of thing. So yeah, that was a really, a, you know, nobody would even know that that job was there if we didn't mention it, but it was a really important piece of it. Yeah, it's kind of a thankless task in the background that people don't mm -hmm. recognize, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was. It does require for you to sign in with an email, yeah, so we can track your progress and send you uh, updates through email. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do need an email, but we won't spam you. And this software is really cool. Like, when Module 7 becomes available, we can simply just let you know. You'll, you'll get an alert that if it's ready, you can go right into the course and take it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So what was the, I'm trying to think of the other modules that we wrote six modules. Was there a particular one that you, that stands out as being like one of the hardest to, to write? Do you, do you have any thoughts on that? I guess this is probably more towards Robert know. Reed and Rom. Yeah, I don't know. All of them. I can't even choose which one is more significant or more difficult. All of them were uh interesting and troublesome at the same time challenging everything yeah probably two or six hard to say two is the hardest really the why use street epistemology ethics what yeah i i think uh, six was formerly module seven that that the complete re 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 redesign of module seven into module six on the subject of uh building and maintaining rapport was uh, was really important. Um, also, that the course in, in, in its initial arc was twenty one modules, and, and is today fourteen modules. So yes, there's a lot of rethinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's become more streamlined as we put it together. Let's see. Well, module one has the definition of SE. I mean, that one took a while. We kept revisiting it. Module six, building and maintaining rapport, was extremely long and talks about all the behaviors that come into play when you're doing street epistemology. I mean, each one of these four was four might've been the easiest one to write, but like a good example is module two, why use street epistemology. We rewrote, we wrote and rewrote that thing at least two or three times, but it was funny. I, I distinctly remember um, realizing we re realized that, um, the, the justifications for doing like the, why you would want to use SE 
there's a there's a why you want to use SE broadly. Like what what are you hoping to achieve broadly, and what are you hoping to achieve in this conversation? And we had to make that distinction between those two types of goals um, that you had, but that didn't dawn on us when we were writing it the first time. But I'm glad that we finally got that in there. Yep. Have we had a significant amount of signups since it was released at one o'clock? I think Robert's okay. been checking that. Yeah. Yes, the traffic the has gone up. The last I checked, it was over a thousand. So um, I can check again later. Here. I'm popping back in. Hey. <laughs> oh, there's there he is. What's up? Someone just said that they shared the course link on their meetup in Tulsa. They have an SE meetup in Tulsa. Nice. What? I didn't even know you had that. We are meeting this Saturday and we'll discuss the course. Thank you for the hard work putting this together. So oh, much hard cool. work went into this. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, this person about Tulsa, um, there is, I don't know if you know about it, but there's an SE, what is it? Um, communities committee. So if you have an online or in-person SE group or you run an SE type of um, online community, we have regular gatherings for people who facilitate those. So if, that, if you're interested in that, email communities at streetepistemologyinternational.org. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. If you're in Portland, Oregon, we yeah, have a, an, an active community there. We haven't done a meeting in a while, but uh, I think it's called, if you're on Facebook, there's a group called uh, Street Epistemologists of PDX, which is a mouthful. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, come on there and we just uh, meet up at pubs and talk about SE related things. That's cool. So far. Although what I'd I like to do is meet up with David from Sound Epistemology and uh, have his resources and my resources combine them together and help uh, people do SE on camera in public so that's my my next thing well it's like fall right now so the weather's not super great but we might still do it somewhere at some point that's awesome yeah and we might even have a couple of meetup licenses or seats available still for people who want to start an se club do we still have those read do you know if we have any left um there's a we have a finite limit of like meetup things so that you can you can announce your club on meetup and then people will search for it and find it you can use keywords where they'll find it. I think we have two available. Okay. We, we've had over 2,000 views in the last five hours on the landing page. Oh, views of the landing page. Okay. All right. Nice. Awesome. Oh, that's interesting. Someone says, I would include in module two when not to use SE. Ah. That used to be oh. a part of module one. What's it? Yeah. What it pains us not. so much to strip things away. Oh, what <laughs> but we, we did have to do that. Yeah. Stuff. But you know, so, but we didn't, but that work wasn't lost. We had pages of like explaining what SE isn't, but we ended up, it didn't make it to the course, but it ended up on the, on the website. It's on the FAQ page of the SE website now, you know, like, the misconceptions of SE, that's, yeah, that's, that's covered now, but it's, it's in the FAQ page. Yes, there's, the, uh, for all the text that you see in the current course, the total amount of writing is 
more than triple that in terms of the the actual material that was written and rewritten um yes so you're not seeing uh, an enormous amount of writing that uh, that didn't make it into the, into the current course and as, as it is today um yes there was that's part of the effort that was associated with this i'm wondering though if we can just take a real sh brief crack at actually answering the question which is probably whenever there's like a mental health concern involved um would be probably the a baseline obvious thing like maybe don't do se if there's like some mental health things happening at the at that time although se could be used i i can imagine a world in which more and more social workers and therapists familiarize themselves with street epistemology to the degree that they can adopt useful tools to help them navigate uh, a person's mental health crisis um I don't know if we're there yet, but um, but that would probably be my answer. I'd say another case for not using SE is just if they don't want it. They yeah, that, that's an obvious one too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, consent is a huge part of it because you want it to be a collaborative effort. So it needs to start out being a collaborative effort from the very get-go. And that, in my mind, uh, means establishing consent for the talk and just being completely transparent with what you intend on doing with the conversation and then inviting them to participate hopefully they agree and if they do then proceed but yeah that for me has always been step one yeah i would say like right. if you feel unsafe or your conversation partner is being hostile to you then that's, that's right. when and i think we wrote about this in the course uh, you set aside the SE and you go for something different, like nonviolent communication. Um, you can't SE a hostile person. You have to address the hostility. And you have to recognize the conditions that are present for that are that are present for uh, conducive to a pro, uh, productive conversation. If there are certain conditions that are not in place, maybe, maybe this is not the time to have that conversation. Yep. All righty, we've got a new half hour. Uh, session going now. Thanks, Matt, Veronica, and Pierce for for joining. Any last final final words? Let's go take the course. It's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. Very exciting. Nice Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for your support. Thank you. All right. Who's coming on next? Uh, next, we got Quaid. 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 That man. Quaid. One of our hey, writers. Christmas and, and we have guests all over. <laughs> oh yeah. That's hey, awesome. Quaid. Special. And so Quaid Quaid's been a member of the team very early on, probably two years or so, I would say. And then um sort of transitioned from long? probably. And then transitioning from writer to facilitating the testing that we did, the external testing focus group sessions. Quaid was facilitating all of those. And for every module that we tested. We had four external focus group sessions to account for people across the world in different time zones. So four times over a weekend, on two, two on a Saturday, two on a Sunday, Quaid was there facilitating them. Welcome. Glad to have you. Thank man. you. Yeah, it's been a, yeah. been a fun ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Quaid, you, you did a lot of effort on, on modules one and five, right? Yeah, I th I've been a, a part of a lot of the modules. Um, and I think it's it's uh, one thing that I enjoyed about it was that I I kind of learned 
more about it doing that than uh, than I knew. So that that's that's been an interesting part of it. Yeah, and and you're an educator, and so you brought together brought to bear your knowledge and experience as as a as an instructor as as an educator. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't incorporated uh, the course module into my classroom yet, but that you know is going to make it a lot easier, I think. And I'm already starting to think about what modules I can I can use in the classroom to to liven the conversation about you know argumentation and research. Oh, that's cool. Great. I also liked when you were facilitating the training sessions. The, you were really good about like making sure that you would get feedback from everybody that showed up even people that maybe were there and they weren't really, they were quiet maybe a little bit. You, you were good about like giving them a heads up that you wanted to come to them and then you talk to somebody else, but then you'd come to the, you know, come back to the person who was a little quiet. Like you're very good at facilitating those groups and getting, and oftentimes those people had really good suggestions too, that wouldn't have come out if it wasn't for you facilitating that, that group in the way that you did. Yeah. That's a, that's a teaching thing there. You know, you got mm -hmm. students who don't, don't want to say anything and you got to find a way to incorporate them and, Mm -hmm. Make sure that they, they understand what's going on. Yeah. Robert, was it you that was telling me? Oh, gosh, what's this? Okay. What is this? Oh, what's this? What is this? It's just a, an image, a still image of one of our earlier meetings. I think it was. <laughs> Everyone's so serious. We all look so happy. <laughs> August. <laughs> yeah. What is going on? Well, we're listening to Robert speak. So yeah. that's where. Yeah. August oh, 20, 2021. Oh, my God. Really? August 21. Wow. Now, Robert, was it you that was telling me that? You, you happen to pull up an old video where we were discussing the definition of and Quaid proposed one, and it ended up not being too far off what we ended up settling on like two and a half years later or something. That's so, yeah. right. That's right. He put, he posted, yeah, it was one of the very first things that what, what would be a good definition? And, and Quaid came up with one within, within the first minute. And I think it should be this. And then lo and behold, two years later, it's there. What it was almost exactly what he said. I know the word civil was was big was a big part of it, and I'm glad that 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 ended up being a part of it. I think that yeah. that encapsulates a lot of. We should uh, drop that definition in or show it. Uh, yeah, yeah. When we're talking about it. Well, it's on the homepage of the website. <clears throat> that was kind of cool too. It's like we knew we were releasing this course, but we were developing materials that we started using. So I've started using some of the illustrations on my shirt. Can you see that? Um, I've used them in my presentations, and I've used like the definition of SE or the steps of SE we've been incorporating the concepts from the course into, into stuff that's been public facing for a while now. Um, but it, it's nice to have all this stuff finally together. Yeah. Street epistemology is a way to help people critically reflect on the quality of their reasoning through civil conversation. There it is. I just, okay. Oh, yeah, this is really good. Um, I just want to mention, I was, I was into the, uh, in the discord chat earlier on this afternoon, people talking about how uh, this material, one person said, oh, well, this, this wall of text is really uh, kind of boring at the beginning. Um, I really want to get to the, the good stuff. And I said, well, what's the good stuff? Well, module six is really the good stuff. And they pointed this and said, this, this is sort of boring. But in fact, module one resolves or attempts to resolve a major, massive discussion within the SE community of what is SE, what qualifies its SE. Can I reliably point to a conversation saying that is or is not SE? Um, and what are the, what, you know, what are the aspects and qualities of it? It is uh, a, a central uh, preoccupation of, of the community, even today, uh, when they point to various conversations, every conversation is different, that uh, hopefully module one will help to um, clarify what is or is not an SE conversation? 
Yeah. And it's not to say that the door is closed on it. What I would love to see happen, like maybe on an annual basis, is the, the SE course development team meets with anyone in the community that has any issue whatsoever about the course to talk about it. So if you if you want to make the case that uh, you know we need something more about consent in the definition of SE or I don't know whatever, there there should be a mechanism for us to to meet occasionally to revisit the material the, the the material that's in the course, because uh, you know this is a dynamic thing. It is changing over the years. Like SE's changed a lot. Uh, we, we even have it. Yeah. Well, we speaking of the definition in the glossary of the course, we list the various definitions of SE over the years. Yes. And why would we expect that to change? And, and it, if, as long as it's changing for the better and making it more clear, then I think that that's a good thing. Somebody asks, uh, will there be a video of the course with narration? And I can't speak for everyone, but I, I plan on doing some of that on my channel. So if you'd like, uh, subscribe to Abstract Activist, which is my channel, and I may <laughs> release some AI-inspired uh, videos here soon. Ooh. Maybe with Morgan Freeman's voice or something. <laughs> I mean, I could read it, I guess, myself, but I think it'd be more interesting in the, if I used something so, yeah. like that. I don't think David we're ever planning on doing a video on it, but we were planning to have an audio piece of it. Like, you know, for, for maybe there are people who are blind, right? They want to be able to listen to it or maybe just listen to it instead of read it. Um, yeah. And Robert's been experimenting with some AI tools where you yes. can upload the text and it gives you the oh, audio. Yeah. Yes. AI is going to make it way easier to do stuff yes. like this. <laughs> Just yeah. like copy paste and then send it through yeah. the parameters. Yeah, we were playing with voice uh, voice cloning technology, and so that uh, once you once you have uh, modeled your voice, you just give it the text, and it will read it'll read the the course for you in your voice. Somebody's like, "No AI," yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. But like, let's see it first, and then. Tell me how much you hate it in the comment section so it blows up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It'll happen. Do, do we um have we still been using AI to to kind of help us with the the writing of the courses or do we stop that? We use just occasionally. Yeah, Man, AI is so crazy. It's like getting really nuts now. Like it's listening to our meetings that we've been recording. Like Anthony mentioned, we've been recording all of them, but then it like summarizes it in writing form, and then we can have a post in the discord so that way if somebody missed a meeting they can read about it in a little short description of like what was said and what was like the important takeaway and so yeah ai is helping us now do this stuff mm -hmm. yeah it's it good is. at uh summarizing stuff and outlining and giving okay first drafts yeah 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 so what would you say to somebody who says, I don't need this course, I just need the AI, ask, ask a few questions and I, I don't need the course. What do you say to that? Is it trained on the course? It depends on how good the AI, AI is. Because I, I shared a TikTok with you guys yesterday or two days ago where you can point an AI, like ChatGPT now, you just you give it, you upload it with resources. You point it to the SE website and you point it to the SE course and you upload 300 SE videos Maybe, hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, why why wouldn't you interface with an AI to learn SE? Somebody but just you tried may to not, make the, one, didn't the, they? The only thing is, yeah, yeah. somebody did make. They made one. Like it was, it was very I basic. I couldn't access but, it though. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, we. I eventually did. It's 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 okay, but it's a start. Um, but the thing is, if you 
I think there is a place for the course because it, even if you encounter an AI, you may not even know what to ask it. You know, you, you don't know enough about SE necessarily to even ask it what you need to know to learn SE. But then again, maybe the AI would know that you don't know, and it could it could ask you questions to figure out where it needs to meet you to teach you SE. Who knows? Well, I think the future is bright with that stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be interesting to see more of a development of see see how it goes. But yeah, I can imagine a situation where we got a, a really good SE bot, you know, and uh, I think that would that would change the game in so many ways in terms of like you can just you can I would go there to check my own ideas, you know, like I would be going there to, hey, I have this claim. And yeah, and what, or what like, you know, I'm, I'm planning to meet with my doctor in two weeks, you know, and what what are some good street epistemology type of questions that I should be asking her? Now, now, Quaid, you 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 teach uh, critical thinking and all and and rhetoric, right? Mm -hmm. And so, what um, what would you say is the value of this SE course in relation to somebody's interest in in those aspects of of uh, conversational, uh, you know, dialectics and, uh, and 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 thinking? Well, I think that there are a lot of controversial topics on the table, you know, even within academia, uh, and I think that you know, having it be civil is, is central to the, the whole thing. And I talk about it in my class, like being civil, but I don't really have anything to necessarily emphasize it yet. And I, and I've even like made my own game, but the game doesn't really have like a civil, you know, a way to make the conversation civil. Luckily it ends up being somewhat civil, but I think that's the biggest utility of, of, uh, SE is, is, allowing people to talk especially on college campuses i think it's really important about things that are highly controversial that people disagree about and still you know not having all the negative or bad feelings uh you know attached to it because i think that's why we don't talk about it i think we don't talk about things because they're not enjoyable to talk about so we just end up not talking about it and then we don't make any progress on it as society and that's that's got to stop yeah yeah, I've been invited mm -hmm. to teach uh, street epistemology at a public school. It's a charter school um, in Portland, Oregon. And so that's coming up after the New Year's. Now I actually have a course I can reference them to. Uh, they're middle, middle schoolers, so it's a different audience than I'm used to. Um, but I will be giving like an hour lecture once a week for as many weeks as i want supposedly <laughs> so i've been invited because of a concerned parent here in town and um so i'm trying to come up with new ways of teaching it and um, i think uh c civility is a super important thing although i think in my mind i want to emphasize kindness as a major like mental mindset to go into when you're talking with somebody who has very different views than you um, and treating them with a certain kind of special kindness that they're not really accustomed to when speaking with a person from across the aisle of whatever belief system uh, you're you're discussing. Um, and so that'll be a different part of my uh, plan. So you taught at, at a business too, right? You've, you've already taught. Yeah, yeah. Mark Solomon and I, uh, that was one of the best times I ever had uh, doing anything SE related was traveling uh to teach se 
uh, specifically to a business. I think they still want to be anonymous. Um, but I taught to their employees some basic fundamentals of SE and what we've learned in the SE community. And that was before we had the course. I think that was in April uh, of 2023 this year. So it was a while back. But yeah, I got to travel and uh, I did two four hour long lectures uh, back to back two days in a row. But we, I had to plan and plan, and I think Rom helped me with a lot of that as well, and a lot of you guys helped me put that together. And then Mark is just like the best person ever to travel with. He's so chill. <laughs> I really love hanging out with Mark. Um, so, uh, you think the he, course would have helped with that if you would if you would have had? Oh, absolutely, because then we would have had something to hand out, uh, and now we have that. So now, and if another business approaches. SEI and asks for um, instructors to come to their business to, to help their employees learn SE. I think it can be really great for businesses because internally in the business, they can find better strategies to brainstorm new ideas together, to ask each other better questions, to critically think about how they're reasoning through a lot of their plans and their strategies and their goals as a business. Um, and so, uh, having this course is going to allow us to hand out material to people, uh, rather than just making something custom for them. Well, maybe we can make something custom for them in addition to having this material as well. So yeah, that client wants y'all back too. Uh, yeah. 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 They, they do. They just need some time, mm -hmm. I think, but yeah, they want to fly mm -hmm. us back out there, which is awesome. Uh, so just as a, as, a, as a postscript to the discussion of ha handing out the course in a classroom setting, Quake, or uh, in, in a business setting, uh, Nathan, handing out it to a, a, a school uh, or business classroom, I just want to uh, mention that the, uh, the course is a Creative Commons uh, licensed product um, uh, as intellectual property and is, is, uh, is free to, uh, to use and distribute as a product um, uh, under Creative Commons, but it's, it's, a, it's a level four Creative Commons um, uh, protection, meaning that the course can be used as is, um, but uh, you do require permission to uh, extract, adapt, or or def uh, produce a derivative products, including language versioning products of the uh, of this course. Uh, so, um, uh, if if uh, somebody wants to use it or uh, adapt from it, uh, please contact uh, Street Epistemology International, and uh, we'll be uh, there to chat about. Uh, licensing arrangements associated with that. Sweet. So when I do my AI videos <laughs> for the for SE, maybe I'll uh, reach out and contact you guys and be like, "Yo, check this out. <laughs> is this garbage or <laughs> is this awesome?" Oh, there yes. we go. There's Creative there's Commons, Creative Commons. Yeah. rules and attribution. The attribution yeah, means just, that you have to credit us. Yeah, we just go we ahead. just want you to say yeah. Yeah, this this came from Street Epistemology International, and we're sharing it with their permission. And you can't monetize it either. Like, we can monetize it, and we plan to. We we plan to build other products from this baseline one, including instructor-led training, which we would charge for, uh, which creates a whole new market for people to who like SE who want to get paid to be associated in doing it. So you could actually become certified, and, and this is down the road, but it's coming soon. Um, we want you to become certified in street epistemology and qualified enough to actually teach it. Yeah. And then we will have people sign up and we can, you know, we can pay you for doing so. 
yeah. Yeah, so it's just, bottom line, it's not public domain. Some people consider Creative Commons products public domain. It's not public domain. And so there is the, on every page, you can, you can see the licensing arrangements for this. Yeah. Yeah, I think on the, the comment about um, making it accessible, I think that that's uh, something to think about too, and potentially think more about, you know, making sure, you know, people who are seeing impaired you know, can access the material. And there's a lot of stuff to consider too. Like when I was de developing my courses, you know, like uh, making sure they have, act like some people have, you know, are colorblind, right? So there's certain so colors that they can't see. So making, but I, I don't think, I think we're pretty good about that. We don't use too many. But it is a little light. I know Nathan was saying, uh, can, can you, can you darken the font a little bit? But, you know, we, we, yeah, we looked thin. into, we, we actually started searching around for contractors to, uh, read themselves or uh, record themselves reading the course like voice actors. But I think to do the first phase of the course, we were getting quotes anywhere from $5,000 to $9,000. And then we started looking at the AI solutions. I, I think the AI thing is the way to go. But yeah, very soon I think we'll have an audio component of this where you can still log into the course, but then you can download the audio file and then play it at your leisure. I definitely think we should have uh, Samuel Jackson play one of the, be one of the voices. Yeah, I was envisioning AI like switching uh, the uh, the the celebrity voice every yeah. uh, paragraph or so. And Christopher Walken, we gotta be in it too. Yeah, or every module maybe. That'll keep you engaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you have any AI more clips to read? Dog. I do not. Uh, okay, <laughs> no but I was. It was fun watching us convert all these various community claims and putting in in various sections that we then kind of revised later. Just seeing how we were thinking about it at the time, we had like basic and non-basic or advanced. And it, like, no, we don't. We don't need to go about do that. So. Oh my gosh, that's right. right. Yeah, the very first stage of this proje project after we formed the team was to query the community to say, what do you want to see in the course? So this course is an offshoot of what the community wanted to see. Uh, and then we had to categorize that. And yeah, that would be kind of fun to look at that and see how we were categorizing that. Because I'm sure we were misplacing things um, left and right when we were doing that piece. And there are clips in the course, right, of like video content? Like every once in a while. Well, there's there, there's video clips of content creators doing the thing. Like we talk about interrupting. So there's a clip about you know when when is the appropriate time to interrupt or what was the one we we, we have one of your clips in there. Yeah, that's what I was, I was about to ask. I was about to mention if anyone is a fan of my channel. There's a unseen clip that's not been published that's in the course of somebody walking yes. out of one of my talks. Yeah. yeah. Um, about. The nature of truth and uh there was a somebody who was a relativist i hadn't really fully established that that's what they believed that they they basically were of the mindset that if you believe something with conviction then it's true um and uh i just i i thought people could be wrong and have conviction at the same time and um she disagreed with that which 
<laughs> there's a weird like paradox that happens here she thought i was wrong but she thought i was wrong about how people can be wrong about stuff and she i think she like saw uh the contradiction there and kind of like got upset and walked out oh oh no here yes. it is <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's the but, one uh, scroll down a little bit because i think this is under messaging we put this messaging, under messaging yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I, I, if you look at the clip, you, you do share your view, which is totally fine, but you Only really she share asked. your, she did ask, like she opened she the door for ask. your response. Yeah. But I but, uh, reality is should have given it, you know, briefer. Like it's, oh, we're showing this. Okay. Because, because reality is something that's created from these beliefs, from these words, from these actions. Was there a reality before there were ever any beliefs? Is there a reality before anything was observable? That's, that's another question that's just like, yeah, that's a that's another question I'd like to ask. What do you think? I mean, I'm more than happy to answer it if you're asking me. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, there was a reality before life on planet Earth. Right. That's what I think. Like, I think the Earth formed from, like, a dying star and a supernova that created heavy elements and then collided together over millions and millions of years, and then the Earth cooled. Roughly, this is a rough play story. And then I'm really explaining a lot. <laughs> yes. Sure there are places that exist right now in the universe and have existed that are desolate, but yet they have a state. Like there's a, like in my mind, when a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, it still falls. It makes physics and philosophy everything sound right. if there yes. were ears yes. to hear it. Right. Uh, the we call sound the thing is like what we perceive but it's also like this thing that moves through the, through the air or through a medium <laughs> so i would say i'm getting real specific yes, yes very my point of view but i'm also open to hearing the other perspective and why somebody would be saying that that that's not the case she's looking off she's done that, yeah here's the here's the interesting she's moment done. She's thinking. I just, she's I just yeah, try to show my doxastic openness the opposite of what you're saying but my truth is the opposite by truth, I mean, yeah, what what feels what feels true to me, what feels like what I believe. Um, and she thinks, and she thinks, and this has been nice. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna take off and go to my meal plan. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Hungry. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, I hope you have a good one. Good luck with your project. Absolutely, you have a good time. That was that Burning Man, by the See way, it. if you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I did a little bit of commentary afterwards, like, oh my gosh, was it is it too hot out? Or did I oh I did I over explain? I definitely over explained. I could have just consolidated all that to like a sentence, like, yeah, some people are wrong and they think they're right. Um, yeah, she probably would have stayed. But you you have no idea. It's not like you were excessively sharing, you were just it took a, a few minutes to express your position, but apparently yes. that was enough for her. Yeah. Th yes, and this is a very common thing that I encounter, which is like, I, I, I can't proceed with asking how a person might explore their doubts about their own ideas unless they, unless we explore first that that's possible. <laughs> that that's mm -hmm. possible to be, to be mistaken. I mean, that's usually where I like to establish like a, a starting point in the conversation um, before we explore their reasons. 
because if they don't think they can be wrong about anything that they have believe with conviction, then there's no leverage in the reasoning process. Uh, and, and here's the thing, if I'm wrong, then I'm right. <laughs> right. Um, cause if I'm wrong <laughs> about people being wrong sometimes, uh, like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah. That's like a, an ancient Greece paradox or something. Yeah. Right. I think this this video clip is an excellent example of a principle that has really stood the test of time for the SE community, which is viewing mistakes as a way to fail forward, to learn and grow. This is this is an example of how we can benefit um, from even a quote unquote failed uh, experiment, um, and and use that as a teaching moment. Uh, to Absolutely. Go forward. I need to put post yeah. more failures because I have a few, <laughs> but that one's probably my favorite example. Um, so I'm, you have I'm any glad plans that on putting that on your channel. Me. I know you said it's not. Hey, on your I'll probably I'll probably just clip this. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Why not? Do that. It it does talk about. It reminds me of how SE is very unique in terms of conversational techniques and in the in the sense of how public all of our mistakes are and how that fuels innovation in the technique. Like, it, like if we go back to 2014 and all the videos there, how much of the course could we apply to critique all of those videos? Like every single, virtually everything we said would probably have so much critiques that we should do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Like I was wow. watching a clip, actually Pierce included in one of his presentations. I was like, please don't use that clip anymore. Cause I was talking to a Muslim woman and I was like, what could you say to me to convince me that you're more correct than the Hindu? <laughs> well, you don't want to frame it that way. That's that's horrible no. framing, right? Yeah. It's like, how could we figure out if you're more correct or the Muslim as opposed to making me the adversary in that relationship? It was just a terrible, terrible example. But yeah, we, we didn't know. We didn't know, right? It, it took iterations, countless iterations and... That's what's so cool about the course is that the people behind it have been involved in SE for a very, very long time. And they've had those, they've had that experience. This has been put together by people that have, you know, years and years of experience in something that is relatively new and that's all been put in the course. So it's, it's a really valuable resource for people that want to learn. If you want to learn SE, this is the best thing out there at the moment. Yeah. Some people you, in the comments, I'm sorry, go ahead, Reed. We're going on our, our last half hour. Feel free to stick around, Nathan and Quay, but we have two more people coming up, Sushi and Kevin. What's up, y'all? Great. Nice. Hey. Hey. You're in. Hey. You're in. Party time. What's up, guys? Oh, right. Not too much. Sushi, I think I, I think I saw one of your uh, tickets to the help desk earlier today. Yeah. yeah, you answered. You're not only going yeah. through the course; you're utilizing the help desk feature. Appreciate. Yes. That. Yeah, it, it, it was it was nice, and I'm glad that the help desk responded so rapidly. That was nice. Oh, that's an anomaly. That won't happen all the time. Yeah. It's going to take. <laughs> yeah. Once we see a lot of those come in, it's going to take a while to respond because we're yeah. volunteers. I mean, some of us, you know, we have full full time jobs, and that we only have like an hour in the evening to respond to tickets. Yes. So, but we'll, you'll get a response for sure. How how many signups did you have? Robert, um, I think he said a thousand people hit the hit the landing page, but I don't know if that means conversions to sign up uh, or two thousand. Did you say? 
1600 Ooh, unique views 2000 views oh my goodness in the past five hours you said he's yeah, on the it. past five hours <clears throat> Uh, not to be rude, but Sushi, so you're a content creator. Um, in fact, some of your videos are in the course. Um, yes. I don't know if you saw them in there creator. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to that part yet. Yeah. Well, it's just really uh, kind of funny because you've just started uploading videos and boom, you've, you, you've been fast tracked right into the course. They're that good. <laughs> and then uh, we also have Kevin here from Street Epistemology International. He's one of our board members. What's up, Kevin? He's also a content creator, by the way, Kevin. He's got his own YouTube channel, too. Really? I didn't know that, Kevin. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that either. I don't have a lot yeah. of stuff out there yet. I got a little bit. Are you on the SE page on YouTube? Uh, oh, he's not. No, I'm mm. not. What's your channel name? Rational Ruminations. Oh. It's got the double consonant, so it's like it's a perfect SE channel name. Right, yeah. Got to have that. Uh... Well, yeah. yeah. Glad to have you guys here. Now, Sushi, you've gone through the course a little bit. I think, huh? Uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm working on the first module now, but I I think I've reviewed three of the modules: uh, rapport, the intro. Um, I think like defining SE. I forget the module one. Okay. Um, but but so far I love the platform and being web based because you know when I was reviewing the course initially it was on the, like the PDF document or whatever it was, and you know I mean it was good, but like. The UI of the website is so nice and um, makes it more like inviting to read, especially because it kind of like segments things up nicely. That's cool. Yeah, yeah we would have in your volumes a little low, so maybe you can bump it up. Oh, but we've sure, had people yeah, like no that would go through the, the train, like the testing, and they mm -hmm. would say it would really be nice to see the other modules in the context of the one that I'm, tr I'm testing. And we knew that they would see that when we were released the, the course. So, yeah, the, the testing wasn't. Mm -hmm. Although now that I'm thinking about it, maybe like when we test the future modules, maybe we can actually test them in the, the yeah. learning management system. Why do a PDF? Why, why not just stick them in there and give people yeah, that access? Yeah, that would be good. And you can yeah. check for bugs and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. yeah, if yeah. necessary. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so far I'm I'm very thrilled about the course. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my my certificate. Um, I think that's a, a nice little add-on, right? It's like, yeah, I am certified in SE. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, yeah. just so you know, it's it's a certification of completion. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. you showed up. <laughs> you showed up and you did it. You Good showed job. Up. Oh, yeah. And I last I checked, nobody yet has received the certification of completion. The certificate Not yet. Of completion yet. Not yet. Not yet. I in have. order to, you, with the exception of Rob and myself, I, and I don't know. testers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but in order to now, when I get off, I'm, yeah, I'm we're talking about we're, we're, since we're, go yeah, live. We're waiting to see. Yeah, we're yeah. we're waiting to see who's going to be the first one. Uh, I'm nearly. But in order there. to earn it, you have to you have to complete each module, and then you have to complete the quiz for each module and get a seventy percent score or higher. And then when you complete the sixth module, regardless of the order that you go in, that will kick off the certificate of completion. Yes. And as a bonus, you get a one-page tip sheet. Perhaps, Reed, can you call up maybe not this kind of collab, an example of a tip sheet of a one-pager that we have? Yes. Make, one moment. Yes. Module one. I got the link to that. I could get you that link. I don't know if you're going to be able to find that. So the the purpose of these tip sheets is to is to help people who have already taken the module as a reminder 
an aid memoir kind of a, a, a highlights from uh, the module and uh, summarizes into a single page a few do's and don'ts and a, a few things to most most the things you should most remember from the module. Um, and uh, so you can use this when you're out there doing SE. You can refer to these tip sheets um, to, to help uh, uh, clarify how what you should be doing and how you should be approaching your SE conversation. Oh, that is brilliant. That would be fabulous to hand out to people after SEing them and like, here, you like this conversation and this is how to do it. And then, you know, if they want to learn more, then point them to the course as well. And how do they get these again, Robert? Uh, you com you uh, these are locked until you uh, until you um, uh, take the quiz. Uh, the pass all the quiz. You, when you, you have to pass actually when you pass you, when you pass the quiz, actually if you pass or fail the quiz, we'll still give you uh, the the tip sheet uh, if you go through okay. the quiz. And Is there a reason you're this. not just making them uh, publicly available? We uh, figured okay. they're going to become publicly available anyways. But yeah, yeah Robert, you want to. I'll mention that uh, these tip sheets are, are reminders for people who have taken the course. And so these are not a replacement for the course itself. They don't, they are not the whole, the whole course in six pages. Uh, they are uh, things that you should most remember, some things as, as highlights, but you really do need to take the course to understand what these tip sheets are telling you um, in, in context. Okay, that, that's understandable. Yeah. I'm just yeah, so sir, happy we... that this is coming out just before Thanksgiving. And oh. if you guys are like in the audience are, you know, just looking at this for the first time and you're just now seeing the course, like consider doing it before Thanksgiving happens. And oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because like that is the best time of year to like, what are you gonna eat it or something? chat with your friends and family. Yeah, that, that is. It's perfect. Yeah. Mm hmm. Somebody brought up, uh, you know, is now bringing up different language. That that's something I haven't thought about yet. What's any any uh, hedgeway there at all? Translations, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're gonna probably go with um, probably German first because we've translated stuff in the past before. This is what tends to happen: is that if you if you if you outsource the translations, you get back translations that that are not as good as a person who understands SE, but you. So I think what we're going to do is we'll probably outsource the, the initial first pass translation, maybe to an AI or a contractor on Fiverr or something, get back the translation and then bring in an SE or who's familiar with that language or two or three, and then have them work on it and then bring it up to par that, that saves everyone a lot of time. But there's a lot of text in here that needs to be, I mean, this is, it'll probably take, a, you know, it's involved to translate this course to German, for example, is going to probably take. A few months to do. Yeah, we'll maybe. make Janosch do it. <laughs> yeah, that'll Done. be his bit, course uh, intensive. Definitely. You know, mm -hmm. that'll get him through. But it course. would be nice to have to to uh, translations of all different all different languages. Should we talk a little bit about what's not in the course that's coming out soon or coming out later? We can. Yeah. Like, because there are, there are you're I, excited about? Can, well, I can imagine some people who are familiar with SE who are like, where's the module on confidence scales or uh, finding claims right. or 
Yeah. Right. So module one touches on all the steps of SE, like establishing the claim, getting to the confidence level, figuring out the real reason. But we expand on them much further and deeper in the next phase that's coming up in this next, hopefully in this next year. So yeah, did you realize that there's different types of claims? I didn't know that until like a year and a half ago. But there's empirical claims, there's moral claims, there's personal preference claims philosophical claims yeah so for the um, audience what you're seeing now on screen is uh if you're watching is what we have hoped for phase two so when we do a, a launch of a second phase we'll have these modules here yeah, it's like one through six is all kind of forgetting you set up but this is actually where the conversation starts like identifying yeah. the claim is like one of the first things you actually do yeah one through six though is so important it's like um you really need to have like the mindset and stuff like I, the more i looked into all this the more like the mentality is super important um before engaging in a serious conversation with someone mm -hmm. yeah so and we do have all of the steps and kind of the basics of each step in module one so it's not going to be you know the full versions of the modules but there's at least a taste of it in module one for people yeah yeah i think people would be disappointed if we didn't have at least you know some indication of what's happening in, the, in those steps but we're going to get into much more detail so you'll, you'll be able to take the first phase of of this course and get comfortable enough with se to go out and do it yeah. no, no question but to really become like you know to really understand it deeply and all the nuance of it it's going to take the second phase Reed, just Somebody to put you on the spot leave? Oh, sorry. for a second, what? could you just talk a little, Reed, could you just talk a little bit about module 10 and uh, and the kinds of things that are, are, are mm. one can think about in terms of uh, evaluating the epistemologies of people. And even you've been thinking a little bit about that. Could you, could you, could you talk for a minute or so about, uh, about evaluating the quality of reasons? Well, yeah, evaluating quality of reasons. This is where we're pretty much going to be starting up again, outlining. And after, I guess, for the past few years, my my general framework of epistemology has been kind of based on Bayesianism, Bayes theory, uh, Bayes theorem, and the just the general reasoning principles based off that statistical formula. For uh, basically, here you have a certain set of priors, which is your credence in a claim. And then those priors are updated based on new information or new evidence that comes in. But uh, I don't know. I'm now very interested in potential other ways of thinking about evaluating quality of reasoning, especially after having read The Beginning of Infinity by David Deutsch. He's very much against Bayesianism. So there's you know, I'm halfway through that book, it. and I haven't gotten to the part where he's super critical of Bayesianism yet. But uh, oh, oh, really? Yeah, like at least that's not my takeaway thus far. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm not paying attention enough. <laughs> but uh, I I love the book so far. Um, so yeah, I'm into it. You and I Reed, will you, uh, yeah. talk more about that. Could you go back to that page that listed the phase two modules? 
because normally we've been going kind of sequentially like we we were thinking of picking up with establish identifying and clarifying the claim but because claim reasons are because claim confidence reasons and methods are are so tightly wrapped together we're, we we're on we're starting with 10 we're we're starting with this we're starting with where you end up and we're outlining and writing that and we're outlining module 7 8 and 9 so we're kind of going in reverse order um, to work our way back up to the claim. That's not to say that we haven't, you know, we, we don't understand those other things or anything. In fact, I think module seven is like 90% written, but then we thought, you know what, it's probably better to go to module 10, really get an understanding of the epistemology side of it, and then, and then catch up to it, starting with seven. Um, someone was asking about module 14. Look at that one. Activism. Right. Yeah, I'm, curi I'm curious about that. Really uh huh. Curious. Yeah, I yeah. think that's when uh, we're gonna we might butt heads <laughs> internally even on that one a little mm -hmm. bit. Ooh, yeah, that'll, uh, be, yeah, that'll be exciting. One. Yeah, I'm excited to discuss this. Like, what are the limits of activism? Like, we have in module two, persuasion is a goal that ended up in as a goal in module two. So, if you're what is that is one of your goals how much of an activist for that goal can you be or whatever conclusion or topic you're wanting to persuade people about these are things to talk about do you think you yeah. can actually have the goal of persuasion and uh, do effective se yes i think it, it was like a I reverse finger trap like mm. you, you almost have to go the like just rely on se itself as the means of persuasion and don't push towards the conclusion. You just push more towards encouraging reflection about the claims and the reasoning around whatever topic you want to have people be persuaded towards. But you don't ask leading questions. You don't. You're not dishonest in any way. So and, that would right. And by, and, and by persuasion, you mean the ability to change minds without coercion. Mm -hmm. It's, it's expressly the absence of coercion um, that, that makes it uh, a change minds um, uh, uh, goal within scope. Right. Yeah. And for my view, you also have to really model uh, openness um, and, and truly be open as you are attempting. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's like a double-edged sword. Like if you want to persuade someone because you think that you're right about something, and like you you have to model the behavior you want to see from them so you also have to like be open to being wrong while you're trying to persuade um and a big part of that for me uh because i've done that a couple times i mean definitely thought i was right about something in the past and you know i've argued for it and then i if i flip my brain in se mode i'll be like well maybe ask me a question or like ask me why I don't think that, or or you um, you can um, ask yourself like what would it take for me to believe in what you're believing? I mean, there there would have to be some reason that I'm that I don't think is true, and that's why I'm not over there on your side. Um, I mean, that one can be sticky, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely flush that one out. Well, and that that kind of goes back to you know one of the reasons that you know 
the the course was was thought of was to to i guess on some level like there's the studies around the backfire effect right even though those aren't those aren't straightforward themselves but there's a certain number of people that are mm. going to be if you try to persuade them that's the very thing that's going to cause them to not be persuaded and entrenched even more right because you're trying to get me yeah or you're trying to trap me it's another thing right yeah some people will dig their heels in more and then even if they don't dig their heels in it's just it's it's not it doesn't seem people want that people don't want you to uh i guess convince them that they're wrong they want to convince themselves right that's kind of right that's it and se in my mind is like an art it's like an art form so and and it's it's really hard to walk that line with persuasion and that's why we're gonna probably butt yeah. heads a bit when we write it that's but. right we, we will probably butt heads a little bit like in a constructive way of course but like it, yeah, yeah definitely there are people who are drawn to se because they they have their pet issues that they're really concerned about and they want to go out and talk to people about it and use this tool to help people reflect on their position to bring them over to theirs i mean that is a fact that you know, people are drawn to se because of it i mean i was too originally it's a that, major like, benefit of of why yeah. you would want to take this course absolutely is there but any then you communication real... without persuasion that's a good question that's something we talked about a lot too yeah, and, yeah. And, and i would say that there's probably not even if you're yeah. like you know people we talk about like well what about like you know a, a history book or something and it's like no there's there's persuasion there for sure like it, there's no way around that yeah like can you have a conversation without influence I think it's yeah, like awesome. I would imagine any kind of interaction with anything would be an influence of some kind. Mm -hmm. The question and is like, active, what's the intent behind it? Right. If the you're picking up these tools to try to make change yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. yeah by speaking, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's one of the reasons why we saved it for last, which is ironic because SE was sort of born in activism, but then we discovered the utility of it broadly. So that's what the course is written for. It's written for the broader use, the regular everyday use. Of SE, but we didn't want to forget about the activists as well. Yeah. And I, I noticed uh, Nate, is, Nate is here. Nate, Nate just joined us. Nate, yes, yeah. hi. Another hi, school yes. teacher. Oh, oh snap. Yeah. We didn't say lots of teachers. I was late. I was late. We had very busy evening, swim lessons and dinner. Oh, yeah. Take the trash out. Uh, I remember oh, I those days. <clears throat> so, Nate, I, want, I wanted to ask you because because Nathan was talking about this earlier, but um, you, you're kind of, you've been um, making advertisements for the for the course uh yeah, and, yeah you know yeah. nathan was bringing up the fact that you know uh thanksgiving's like right around the corner and so is christmas and i don't know if that could potentially that's what the next advertisement's about okay all right oh, yeah, that's no. what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. there's another one i already awesome. shot it on sunday so oh, you shot i haven't it. made okay. it but i shot it on sunday i shot it okay all today, so. yes I haven't had yes. the time to make make the last one yet. Didn't make it oh, in the, time for the okay. The Santa Claus suit launch. comes out. It's coming. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Here we go. That elaborate. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, there I am. And being with the, this was all ad libbed, and this this acting wasn't very good. But that's okay. I don't know why I didn't do this earlier, but I just dropped the link to your channel in the in the comments oh, for people to give you a follow. This one was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good time with this one. Uh, this was, I had the general idea of what I wanted, and then I just turned the cameras on and and said a bunch of 
stuff and then i stitched it together and pulled the lines together that i mm. <laughs> made it sound like i was talking to myself so it was it's a lot of fun to make though it's a little different a little bit of a different that's good uh operation than making your standard se yeah. interview video so and who paints the walls in your house i'm curious you guys nice colors. <laughs> um the blue the blue was us uh also okay. the kitchen used to be all kinds of weird colors we painted those walls just to match the rest of the kitchen we've got a red wall on the other side of the fireplace oh wow we've got a purple oh. purple uh office that was there <laughs> okay. before too there were already a variety of fun colors in the house and we had some more so Giving Nathan a run for his money. Yeah, right. I currently oh, live yeah. in a house called the Rainbow Ruckus, and every room is a different color in this house. That's I got the awesome. red room. I, red I love room. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think we have a few of your clips in the in the course as well. Yeah. I forget what key points we're illustrating with them, but there's at least two video clips in the course from your from your side channel. benefits of making friends with Pierce. So. You know, um, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> uh, but as, uh, the one main main thing I wanted to say, if there's one thing I wanted to say when I was on here, it's that I am just so excited as a teacher. Um, I, I am the advisor for a street epistemology club at our school. Um, mm -hmm. And so we get we get to have like eight, nine, maybe 10 meetings throughout the year. And I'm really excited to be able to take those kids who come to club and be like, here's a website where you can learn how to do this. Um, where they can really go through something that's going to teach them if they if they choose to take the time on their own um, instead of just like the little bits of time that we get them in the club. So, um, yeah, because in, in the club, the you know, we spend and time and we try to... to them at all. What? I said, you're going to take the the course and actually teach it to them directly or are you just going to direct? No, no, no. Like, like, well, I already we already do a little bit of the teaching directly. Oh. Um, <clears throat> we're like, hey, here, this is how you have these conversations. And then they get to practice. And that's kind of the usual structure of the club meetings. But there's only so much you can cover awesome. without making also without making it boring. You don't want to be like, mm -hmm. oh, you're just going to sit here and I'm going to talk to you during club time. Like, no, they, they want to have they want to have conversations with each other. That's why they're there. Uh, but then to have something where they can spend time and if they want to really go through it themselves and really learn the method to be able to direct them to the to the course is going to be awesome. So I'm super excited about that. Well, that's super cool. That's way better than debate club, SE club. Yeah, <laughs> right. The, the future yeah. of conversation. Yeah, this is the yeah, so I think this is the third year doing it now. So, is it really? Gosh. Okay. Um, I think I saw a video where first you had year one of your I students. none of you knew who I was. So, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was just saying. I think I watched a video of yours a, a week or so ago, where I think one of your students and her dad met you. Mm -hmm out in the park and we're they were doing the serve the se survey together. with her dad yeah mm -hmm. yeah that was really neat yep. to see yeah she's she's good. one of the student leaders this year she was in the club last year uh she's a sophomore she she was in the club as a freshman and she was she and the, the other student leader are very enthusiastic it's great because they're really into it and now they're the ones who are planning the meetings they're the ones who are talking about we should focus on this and we could show this video and you know we wouldn't have these topics and so they're really running with it, which is great because the last couple of years I've been, you know, I've had more of the influence on it, but really it should be their club. So I, I love to see them kind of running with it. It's awesome. That's great. I, I'm sure, I'm sure Nate, you have some practice exercises that students can use to practice parts or bits or bits and pieces of, of SE. I'm sure that Nathan would be interested in seeing what those practice exercises are like. 
oh, yeah, um, in terms of uh, trying uh, trying SC and uh, and practicing it. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely come up with some stuff or or, or refer back to some things that we've done before. Yeah, um, yeah, that'd be nice. Good. So some some people in the comments were talking about uh, potential study groups for for this. Has there been any thoughts on that? Uh, like in, I, in uh, Discord, I would uh, just direct that. Well, there's like so many different resources, but the Facebook group, there's a street epistemology study group. I think is the actual name of the of the group on Facebook, and it's quite large. Um, so street epistemology study group on Facebook. And then there's the Reddit page. There's a street epistemology Reddit. Um, so anybody that has any, you know, special subject matter, they want the community to look at, you can put it there. Um, and then the, you know, always go to the SE website cause there's a whole resources tab on the SE website. So street epistemology.com is a great place to go to. Well, after I yeah, that... complete my uh, certificate, I plan on hosting uh, on the SE Discord. <laughs> yeah, once I'm qualified, <laughs> um, and, and and going over the courses, um, you know, on the Discord, I think that would be a great way to get people to engage in the, you know, in the in the course. Maybe not going over the course directly, but trying to summarize with people. I think that would be fun. Oh yeah, and last thing, it's always good to mention. There's a Street Epistemology Discord server that's going to have uh, be a great place for you to go practice. So there's all sorts of different ways to join a group. I'm going to do a book review. We got a book review club here that I'm in. We've been doing different books. We did McGraney's book and other ones. We're going to go through the course as part of that book review club and talk about each section and go through it that way. Yeah. And if people are interested in, if we spun up the SE review show again, we could do it by module by module, or if there's too much, in a section, just section by section. We could do that over the next month or two. That'd be fun. That would be really good. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. And, and draw draw some clips from the uh, from the the sausage being made uh, during the development oh, of the course. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So much that we could do. Yeah. Now, are you going All right, to well, take the 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 content and like give out the like the pdfs at all um like you did with the when we were doing the reviews we were thinking about turning the course into an ebook yeah like and a physical book yeah and a, and a printed version for people who want that mm -hmm. cool. yeah wow all right complete with nice. complete with the accompanying workbook oh you want the workbook hey, you, you want to help us <laughs> yeah, make the work the with the book you want to help us make that practice workbook, Nate? Uh, I love writing. I, I this. I'm such a nerd. I love writing assessments. I love writing questions. Like it's the one oh, really? you are the bizarre things we that have, I actually like about being I've a teacher. Me. Like you're we, higher we grading them. <laughs> yeah, no, we can have the grading them's grade awful. Right, right. Yeah, it, yeah. As the writing. Possible, we, we we need help with the writing of those, and we want we want way more knowledge checks and and practice exercises. I think yeah, it'd be I mean, cool, I, like I'm if we had a repository of a hundred of them and they were just randomly picked and, and served yes, up to, we, to the learner. That would yeah, be that's really why cool. a lot of the online learning systems and like the, the online books that we utilize in schools, like, they have these like adaptive learning checks where like, you know, if you're getting yes. it wrong, it asks you more questions and yes. all, all that kind of stuff. Yes. It focuses Remedial on particular questions. learning targets. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be really cool.
Hey, uh, Travis says we should have a Twitter that reposts SE videos too, Reed. Well, we did have a Zapier, you know, Zap workflow, but then the new Twitter kind of revoked all of the APIs, so we don't have an automation oh, doing yeah. that. But if someone wants to volunteer to do that manually, feel free. Wait a second. But I thought, I thought we were doing this. I thought that broke? It broke okay. because of the new Twitter. Yeah, API Twitter doesn't allow any like third-party connections oh, any longer. Well, no, you can do it if with $10,000 a month or something. Oh, so, yeah, you have to pay for it. Oh, we have, wow. If wow. we have someone who wants to donate $10,000 a month to automate it. <laughs> I'd rather use the money for something yeah. else. Yeah, yes, really. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, we have Zapier. It, it doesn't work anymore. Oh, no. I really like that. That was great. Yeah, whenever we added a new video to this, the latest releases playlist, which is a manual process, I think. Reed, yeah. Reed's like fastidious about making sure whenever he sees a new SE video, he I, adds it to I it. I do all that manually, yeah. Yeah, he manually does that. He's been doing that for like five years now. Um, but then that would propagate out to the different social media sites. But yeah, now that you mentioned it, I don't remember seeing them now for a while. Shoot, I really like that. The Facebook hmm. page still does it if you want to follow the Facebook page. Okay. Darn. Yeah, we need to get back to that. Yeah, so much saving. goes on behind the scenes. So ahead, much, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just save the playlist to your YouTube playlists list. That's just the link to the latest room. releases playlist in the comments there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay, a well, lot that's... of work goes on behind the scenes and way more than I thought when I first started my channel. Like I thought I was going to just be like editing videos and posting videos. But then the more I got involved, the more I was like, oh, and then there's also uh, like different forms of sharing your media. And then there's different groups you can start and you can join a club. You can start a club. And if yeah, if there's not a club near you or like a meetup near you, then start one. Um, uh, and then there's also this course and then my favorite part, uh, well, and teaching, you can go travel and teach, which I've done. And then my favorite part is SEing other SEers. <laughs> uh, we should do more of that. We should, on I, Discord, I do it all that. the time, oh. <laughs> all the time. I'll try to clear some time. Cause it's really important like cause they, they mm -hmm. influence a lot or uh, they, they, you know, they talk to so many people. And so if you can make, progress with them and better understanding and building a bridge with them um that that's huge and i see myself you know it's like yeah uh, what was say uh, my, my mom was having medical things and i was gonna say do you smell toast and it's like wait a second how do i know that that's actually a symptom of a stroke and then sure enough it's like well i don't know that i don't have any good reasons to believe that went and looked it up it's not true nope the toast thing way. isn't true Nope. Wow. Okay, now you're blowing my mind. I have to look that up. Yeah, you might it. be able to just smell weird things. Maybe it's not particular to burnt toast, but you don't. You don't. I can imagine. I can imagine that a stroke might cause you to smell you something find weird. Anything that hmm. was clear evidence for anything to do with smell. It's all like the gotcha. like the face and the arm numbness and what's, yeah. there's like a whole thing. But anyway, yep. Essie yourself. Either way, we'll leave it up to doctors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let them figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's been right, a well, long day for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we've we've been we've been going at this for a long time. Okay. Um, yeah, let's we'll wrap it up. The course of the day. <laughs>
Whoa. Sorry about that. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's crazy. Yeah, yes, we heard that. Sorry that was that. a sound of wrapping it up. Like, hey, cool. That was a wrapping up sound. Before, um, we, sign yeah. up, before we sign off, who's going to mm -hmm. commit to doing the Sunday go through the course stuff? Like, we should really do that. We should pick a time to start doing that. I wouldn't mind doing that. I, I could totally, I'd be on board with that. Like a like, review show, but, but of the modules? Of, of the modules. Go through, mm -hmm. you know, we can do, you know, see how many we can get through in, in a two-hour period. And then just pick up the next time where we left off and we can have a whole series of videos that go through the course and talk about it. Why, why this was set up this way, how you came to that, you know, it, that would be great. So, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Nathan yeah, wants to do it. I can see him smiling over there. <laughs> yep. I, I vote for Nathan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you can pop in. You can pop in. Check it you out. Put that's your creator discord or something say that again we'll announce it we'll put it in the yeah, creator we'll, discord or something. yeah we'll, oh. we'll we'll get a we'll put something out for the people to to get on board that so on on the to-do list for anybody who's watching this video your your task should you decide to accept it is to share the link of navigatingbeliefs.com to everyone you know uh to have people sign up to the to the course so it doesn't matter when you see this video uh uh share it uh share that link out to others because the course is has launched and is ready to go yeah especially the people that you want to have se discussions with the most like the people that you want to engage with the most using se i think that's an even better reason to share this with them because they get a chance to know your true intentions when you have these kinds of conversations with them but also it invites them to use it with you because that then they might actually find your reasons why why for why you stand where you stand on your uh, issue, the thing that you disagree with. And that's what I think makes SE so special. It's like you want to give it to your enemies and frenemies and people that you butt heads with. That that's like the people you want to learn the most. So very true. Yeah, I want people that I disagree with to use SE with me on my views. Definitely. That would be the that would be my preferred way. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely share it. Share it beyond your your own tribe if you can. All right, great. Thank you everyone for joining the live stream. What a what a great end to uh to a wonderful phase one and to the start of phase two. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work still, but hey, yeah. thank you for all your work. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks everybody. Thank you. All right. Yay. Thanks everybody. Yay. Thank you. Congratulations to all. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization.